really looking forward to Mary Therese and Frank's presentation tonight because I think we all can learn from that. And I know sometimes, at least for me, finding relief in the quiet, that might be a daily experience for me. So I'm, I hope this program enriches your own quiet time, your prayer time, your meditation, and really seeking a place where we can hear God. To me, that's ultimately this goal for me personally tonight. So just going to toss it out to Frank and then to Mary Therese. What do you expect to share or have people learn tonight, Frank? Well, there are a lot of hidden places where we can find the quiet, and a lot of them are Mm. very obvious, but we don't take time to look at them or for them. And uh, I think there are some pointers that I can help people find their quiet place and also how to meditate and pray. I really like that. I'm looking forward to digging those with you and allowing people to experience that tonight. Mary Therese, again, welcome. But also, what is your intention for tonight uh, with finding relief in the quiet? My intention is to help individuals be able to tap into resources within themselves. My hope to be able to share some ideas on how to quiet the mind, how to get in touch with our Christ self, how Mm. to look at why we get stressed, what stress is all about, and to recognize that even Jesus, you know, the busier he got, the more often he actually went off into the quiet and prayed. And Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping to be able to share with people what they can do so that they can be in that place. Mary Therese, we all come from different backgrounds. You are a mental health practitioner. And to know that there's steps, lessons, teachings that can maybe place us in a different place that maybe hasn't been working for us. And hopefully we can draw from that this evening. But like Susan Wallace started with readings, prayers, quotes that really, I think, uplift our our hearts. Frank, could I ask you to open our session with prayer this evening? Okay. This is a a beautiful prayer of meditation. The author is unknown. Lord, quiet my heart and still our soul as we wait on you during these moments alone. We recognize you as a holy and majestic God, one who deserves great praise and glory. All of creation testifies to your awesome and unique works. There is no one like you, no other God worth of honors. We want to focus on you, Lord, and to shut out all of the distractions of the world. For these next few moments, it's just you and us, God. You are spirit, but you are a God who knows us so intimately. We like to imagine you literally sitting beside us because of your promise that you are Emmanuel, always with us, 
As we think about the truths of your word, may the meditation of our heart be sweet and honoring you. We are not trying to clear out our minds. We simply want you to empty us of ourselves and fill us with your Holy Spirit. We long for your presence, Lord. Narrow our thoughts to include only those that will be honorable, trust, truthful, beautiful, pure, and praiseworthy. We ask for your wisdom to apply these truths to our lives morning, noon, and night, literally all through the day. For you are worth to be praised all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love that prayer because the invitation is to empty ourselves. Not necessarily our minds, but empty ourselves and fill it with God. I think if we're true to self, any, I call it Christian or follower of Christ, those who meditate, pray, we're really trying to tap into that very presence that I believe we're born into by baptism. So tonight we're just going to take another walk with the divine because the scripture says the paraclete, the Holy Spirit walks with us step by step. And so hopefully that revelation of who God is, how we can tap into places we never tapped into before, to really to find that peace that passes all understanding. And to me, that's a daily practice and not just a one-time practice, but multiple times throughout the day. So finding relief in the quiet for me is it definitely starts with my morning prayer. My morning practices, you know, I have many of those, but it really is to anchor me into this day. And hopefully, if you do not have any practice, hopefully one or two will spring forth tonight and that we can apply to our lives because ultimately it's really to celebrate God in this presence. And ultimately, that's been my passion for the last 40 years is to know Christ, to know God in a deeper, more profound way. And the more I learn, the more I want more. And so this has been a 40-year process for me. So, And I'm still looking for the next 40 years because the scripture says, I thirst, and I understand that. That's probably the best definition of my spiritual practice. And to know that I can experience God deeper, more profound. Scripture says taste and see. So all these attributes of who God is for me keeps getting expanding. So I'm going to ask a couple questions to my presenters tonight, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun of sharing our own practices, but yet tapping into the spirit behind those, because I believe, yes, we might know them, but sometimes we had to apply them in order to know who God is in these moments, that sometimes we need relief on quieting the mind is, I think, number one in all our lives. So I'm going to start with Frank. Frank, how can you quiet your mind or minimize the distractions that get in the way of hearing God to you from you? We live in a very noisy, distracting world. There is constant passion of traffic, And you look in a house, there's all kind of household appliances making noise. The sound of music and the TV. And all of this, I find, increases the stress level in us. Sometimes we just don't 
want to hear all of this noise. We want to be by ourselves. And this affects yeah. our well-being and concentration to focus on anything and enjoy life. To escape these distractions is a challenge in itself. We, we must take a break from all of these noises and chatters that are constantly around us and look for silence and solitude. Sometimes I think of, I wish I could take all of these noises and distractions and all, put them in a duffel bag, put them in a canoe and push them <laughs> down the river and let them go. And, but then you think, okay, you're going to not hear any more noise. Yeah. But, do you real, but are you really alone? If you mm. stop and you listen around you, the, the, the quiet is not silence, you know, as we, uh, as we think, no noise. If you listen, right. I find, I live in the mountains, and it's gorgeous. You can hear the noise of the wind, the flowing of the streams in the river, and the chipmunks, the birds all around, and the rustling of the mm. leaves. And yeah. these are all messages. I find these are all messages. And I have two dogs. I take them for a walk. To me, this is just relaxing. I take them for a walk in the forest. I'm walking along, and now I see all of these pleasant sights of leaves and trees, the sounds of the river, and it puts me just in a relaxed state. Mm. And it's God's way of talking to us. If you stop and you listen, it is God. They're talking to us, and he's teaching us how to talk to him through all of these pleasant sounds. And yeah. this quiet environment puts me in a pleasant state of being, and then I become relaxed. I'm not stressed out anymore. And then I find myself talking to God and meditating. And if I didn't have this quiet, this is my quiet space, or one of them. And uh, it's just unbelievable. I like that, Frank, because obviously you're an outdoors person who loves to have nature, I call it, speak to you, which means just shutting our minds in a sense of just listen to what's out there or listen to the voice of the spirit through the trees, through the animals, through the creek, through Mother Nature. As you well know, we can get busy and we can be walking outside or working outside and everything's oblivious to us. We don't, we blocked it all out because we're not tuning in. So what you're saying is one of your practice, spiritual practices is taking a walk with the dogs and just allowing nature to speak to you. And for me, that's a beautiful place because sometimes we have to distract ourselves in order so our minds can be quiet enough to hear what's in our heart. So and that's just one practice, but I've done that many times. I don't have a dog. I used to, and I used to always enjoy those walks with the dog and nature. But I can sit in the si silence is one of the things literally that I go deeper because I want to hear God's voice. Ultimately, that's the place. I want to hear the whispers of heaven. And so if I can tune out my mind and just go, hmm, you know, just the nothingness, I remember Ron and I took a vacation. We're going to California, but we stopped at the Grand Canyon and to sit on the cliff and just listen to the nothingness 
that's the first time I never heard sound. You know, it right. just blew my mind that there's actually a quietness in this world. Yeah. So everything right. works together for good for those that love God. So, right. But I, I love how you set that up, Frank. So I'm going to yeah. turn it over to Mary Therese. And I know, Mary Therese, you come from a mental health perspective. And I'm sure with your clients, even your own self, I'm not a discon- uh, <laughs> I'm including you in all of this, is how do you approach people when you know they, their mind needs to be quiet or their heart needs to be quiet? What are some of the maybe techniques or tools that you found that can position them to begin to, I call it, hear the heart? I share with them some of the things I learned at growing up in a large family, and I think you can relate to them, Padre. Yeah, when you're on a large family, it's hard to find silence, and it's definitely hard to be alone. Absolutely. So so I learned growing up that I had to actually find something in my environment that actually brought me joy. And so by that Mm. I mean, like I do now, I open up the blinds when I wake up in the morning, my shutters, and I... And I can see the mountains, the trees right behind my house. Mm, and I'll focus on nice. them, you know. Or I look out the window and I see the hummingbirds and the butterflies. You know, each one of these things mm. helps me to remember to be present. And yeah. all of these things, all of these things help me to get present. And when people come into my office, most of the time, you know, even though they come in with many different presenting issues, anxiety, you know, feeling of being overwhelmed, trauma, all those different things. Really, yeah. they're coming in, to, they're seeking peace. They want mm. to feel comfortable in their own skin. And often what that means is that they haven't learned to be fully present. They're afraid of becoming fully present in their body because they're oh, worried wow. about what they're going to, they're worried about what they're going to feel because for some, it's like I cannot do that because I will feel feelings that will take me over. It will overwhelm me mm. and I'll lose control. And yeah. so I actually counter that by teaching them in becoming present, even though, like, for example, stress. You know, when we get stressed, our inclination as humans, and this is based on our evolution, the fight or flight, is to speed up. Our mind speeds up. Our, certainly all of our sympathetic nervous system gets going, our heart rate goes up, all of those different things, even though we don't have the stressors of years ago, right? We have stressors. Right. Stress is, exactly, we don't have lions or tigers to run away from, but we definitely <laughs> have, but we have stressors. We've created our own because it's all our own perception of events. What's stressful mm. for one person won't be stressful yeah. for someone else. So it doesn't True. matter what the, what the stressor is. We all have to find a way to be comfortable with these different things. And that means getting present, be, getting in our a body. You hear of people, you know, they're out of their body when they're stressed. You oh, literally yeah. are out of your body. You're literally out of your body. So mm. what I do is I work with people to help them focus on their senses, which is becoming mindful, sitting in their body, paying attention to their breath. You know, feeling their feet get heavier and heavier, which is actually energetic practice as well. You know, Mm. having them hear, listen, listen 
What do they hear? The different sounds. And then I have them go inside and outside. Mindful mispractices, which actually involve what do you hear inside yourself? What do you hear outside yourself? I'm not talking about thoughts at this time. Okay. Although we do, we do deal with that, of course. I teach yeah. people not to be afraid of their thoughts, but to let them come and go. As they're trying to meditate, for example, they're like clouds. They're there, you see them, but you just let them pass by. But mm. becoming present is most important. And so I actually work with a breathing protocol, which is inhaling to a count of five, holding for a pound of six, and exhaling to a count of seven. And if they can do mm. that three times, and then this is breathing through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, and then if they can focus on their feet, an energetic principle is that what you focus on is where your energy goes. Okay? So, and yeah. that's, that's true for, that's true for feelings and thoughts, mind you. What you focus on is what, is what you magnify. So, focusing on your feet, feeling your feet getting heavier and heavier, and actually visualizing your roots going down into the earth helps you get into your body. And when you're in your body, engaging what we call the parasympathetic nervous system, you're able to relax. Your body is able to relax. You gain clarity because in truth, when we're relaxed and quiet, we're able to access not only the present, we're actually able to access what we have. You know, for some people, if they're not spiritually minded, they are... I use different terms. I say higher sure. self, you know, right. or Christ, Christ self. But yeah. it's, and then, and then it's actually a process of emptying because when they, they're actually emptying, strangely enough, again, it's counterintuitive, but you have to empty yourself to be present and you have to be present mm. in order to, in order to meet present. Yeah. Well, you know, Mary Teresa, I love, I call it these templates that you're applying tonight for, let's say, a beginner. We all mm-hmm. know when we're stressed or when we can admit we're stressed. <laughs> let's put it that way because yeah, sometimes we're just absolutely. out of our mind. And yeah. especially when a trauma comes our way or, you know, a challenging, absolutely. whether it's a health challenge, anything. And yeah. again, our nervous system heats up. Let's put it that way. And then we right. try to figure things out, and that's where I think we get lost in the present moment. I think ultimately I, I, this is what the peace of mind is. Right. And what I was going to say is sometimes when clients come in and they're not able to relax easily because, you know, some people say, I can't, I can't breathe, you know, I can't, I'll yeah. hyperventilate. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they come up with all these different reasons why. And what I do is I suggest something we call in psychological terms as a cognitive shift. And it's when fear takes over, it's the driving force fear is for our anxious state, right? And so I, if they're ruminating on negative or fear-based thoughts, they have to change yeah. your activity. You're actually shifting from the right side of the brain, which is our wonderful creative side, but it's also where a lot of anxiety comes from, the what-ifs, you know. Oh, to yeah. shift into the left side of their brain. And when yeah. we do that, doing math exercises, sudokos, saying something from rope memory, knitting, crocheting, mm. where you have to count. Reciting yeah. the rosary works very well because you're paying attention to numbers you're counting. You're praying I love something that. that you know. Oh, yeah. 
and, and that takes, you know, that taps us into Mother Mary, too, so that we Absolutely. also are accessing Jesus. Yeah, we're accessing Jesus, yeah. right? And the love, heart. And love yeah. exactly, love, which is the antidote to fear. So, you know, sometimes we need more than that. And, and also exercise on a daily basis. If people exercise, you know, when they go out in nature, like Frank and you both described, so important for taking us off and taking a mindful walk. I'm just going to switch gears right now, and I'm going to ask okay. our brother Frank, who is one of our beloved monks in our program, monastic community. And Frank, how do you how do you eliminate or distractions in your life? I'm trying to listen to God. Well, in order to eliminate these distractions from from the root causes, you have to enter a number of different techniques. And I remember one of the Retreats, I don't know if it was Bobby or Dana was talking about, like Mary said, a breathing exercise to relax, close your eyes, take a deep breath and breathe. And this will relax your mind and put you into a, a well-being state to accept God. And this I, first time I really started to practice silence. It might have been right after one of the retreats, but the following year we went to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And we were told to, okay, we're going to line up for current. And yeah. I, saw the, I saw the chairs and there were church benches, which we have one in the kitchen. And I said, how are we oh. going to sit down on this church bench for a number of hours? So I went in, I sat in current, and I was told it was going to be maybe about four hours. So I started to breathe. And like Mary said, you breathe three, four times. And I was doing a breathing exercise, and it was relaxing me. And I was oblivious to any noise around me. And there had to be about 30, 40 people in current. And I found myself starting to meditate. And I think this might have been one of the first true times that I was able to meditate. Before that, I, I thought it was just prayer. Now I found out I was actually speaking to God. And the silence and the environment, being in a casa, put me in a tranquil state. So after the four hours, when they said you could stand up, I was disappointed because I was so relaxed sitting in the current. Wow. And this was my quiet time. It was just breathtaking. And I remember that night when we went back to the uh, motel rooms, I was able to close my eyes, breathe, and actually start to meditate from this past experience. And mm. then I was reading up on relaxing in the quiet, and I was reading a number of articles about the saints and how they had experienced moments of stress and anxieties and try to use the quiet time for meditation. And it brought them closer to God. There were a number of saints that I was very uh, reading about. One was St. Padre Pio, one St. Reader of Casca. And the saints had very troubled emotional times. They went through a lot of suffering. And St. Reader was one of them. Her parents wanted her to be a, a, a raise a family, 
she worked at being nun, but she went and followed her parents' wishes and became a mother, raised two children and a husband, and then she had a lot of suffering. Her husband died, her children died in terrible ways. She finally went to a convent, became a nun, and she was given a stigma on her forehead, which she bore for 15 years. And this suffering helped her physically and spiritually. And, okay, we're not going to go through that, but it's the way we close our eyes and meditate. And I try to find quiet places in a house, but most of the time I find it outdoors. But if people are looking for a quiet space, they could choose a place in a house or either a room or a quiet corner and practice these deep, deep breathing and meditations. And I find that very worthwhile. Now, if you don't live in a house that has a quiet space and you're in a big city, you can't find places. There are parks, libraries, benches along the road. You can find your place to be quiet and to start meditating. But I think you should try to make the time and a location consistent. And that would help you every day meditating, like early morning which is very quiet, or in the late evening. And I think that'll help you in becoming quiet, closer to God, and meditating. That's wonderful, Frank. The template that you're setting all of us up for is really finding our space, finding the peace that passes all understanding. But sometimes we need to position ourselves, whether it's in a specific location, which I do always say I have my prayer chair, and when I sit in that prayer chair, I know what I'm wanting to do, and that will go deeper with God. And that's throughout scriptures where the Holy Spirit would lead people to that special place. So, and that special place can change because we travel, we go to work, we raise kids. All of these have a quality in itself that to be present regardless of what the situation is ultimately the goal here. I'm going to switch over to Mary Teresa. And I know that you collected a lot of sayings, I guess, so that sometimes yeah. that you either give to your clients or you use yourself. You know, I have many paintings and quotes on the walls because I'm in constant need of <laughs> focusing my attention. So yeah. it does go towards God. So what are some of those that you found that would be very helpful for our listeners tonight? A couple of things I used to have in my office, which I think speak to most people, are one, serenity is not freedom from the storm, but peace amid the storm. Ooh, I like that. It's an, yes, the author's unknown, but I love that as well. And it's because that's life, right? I mean, yeah. really, <laughs> I, I mean, we have to find peace amid the storm. So, And the other yeah. thing is by Henry David Thoreau, it's not where you look that matters, it's what you see. Whoa. So it's our per- powerful perspective, right? And from Mother Teresa, who I, she was my saint for a year, but she stayed with me all this time, and she was my saint even before she became my saint in the writing oh. life, so she's always been special. Of course. And that is, is that silence is prayer. And the fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. 
the fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. Wow. You know, you think about that, Mary, that it's almost like a processes, statements, Mm -hmm. levels. Mm -hmm. You know, you reach Mm -hmm. one and then there's another. Then there's another instead of just the one. And, again, it's leading us to that water that's going to refresh us, which is the peace that passes all understanding. And what, as you were reading those, my mind or my heart reflected on, it stops my mind. And then my heart mm-hmm. gets to listen to that spiritual truth. And I think on, mm-hmm. ultimately that's the goal here. And what you're leading us to is that living water. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I might, Mother Teresa also wrote something else that I think is pretty profound. Um, Oh, sure, please. It it goes, we need silence to be alone with God, to speak to him, to listen to him, to ponder his word deep in our hearts. We need to be alone with God in silence to be renewed and transformed. Silence gives us a new outlook on life. In it, we are filled with the energy of God himself that makes us do all things in joy. Mm. Well. I feel that it, 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 does, it makes you, when you hear that, and for me, when I slow down and I'm present, it reminds me, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to be in life, to be in that state, to be present, to be relaxed to be joyful, to feel love. Yeah. Well, don't you think, too, Mary Therese, like Mother Therese, that these were life examples. They lived mm-hmm. at first, and then it got quoted, you know, because of the yes. their own, I call it Absolutely. the hardship, the suffering that they went through. But then they found Absolutely. this element called God. <laughs> For her, it was yes. Jesus that really led mm-hmm. her to this, the pool of living water. And I love that. And like Frank said before, the saints that we have, that we look up to or we read about their own life, but it was a life of suffering, but yet they found a quality that eliminated the mind and opened up the heart to the more. I know, I think you also have a reading on, I think it's St. Teresa of Villa. And I love that quote. I use it a lot in my own prayer times because... Sometimes I just need to be reminded of yeah. what the practice is. Absolutely. No, this is one of my favorites as well. Let nothing, O oh Lord, disturb the silence of this night. And here in the gathering darkness, let me relax in your presence. There is nothing to be afraid of. There is everything to hope for. I may not become perfect overnight, or be instantly blessed with the joys and consolations of the great saints. But little by little, I will grow in knowledge of the road that leads to heaven. Remind me here in the closing moments of this day, I am in your presence. I do not need to court you with great thoughts or profound insight. For the good of my soul consists not in thinking much, but in loving much. I love you, God. I will want for nothing. You alone suffice. Wow. 
That'd be a great closing prayer for tonight before we lay our head on the pillow. It's just it's a beautiful mm-hmm. closing prayer because it settles the mind and the heart just says, Yes, that's what I desire. And all these great saints or sages that have experienced this peace that passes all understanding is really the I think we all have at one point, but I think we want to expand that so it's throughout the day and not just one moment. I want to ask a question of both you and Frank. I'll start with Frank, but I'll share my story first. Is what is? Do you have a story to tell that when your mind was unsettled and couldn't settle down and you needed a direction or help for a situation that was important to you? Maybe it was somebody got hurt or there was an accident or maybe it was trauma at work. What comes to my mind as I was pondering that um, this morning was it actually wasn't a – it was a – change of relationships with my parents. I'm one of 13 siblings and coming from a German background, the protocol for our family was you obey mom and dad. You do what they tell you to do. That's how you get loved. You know, I learned that really good. And I remember, I think I was a sophomore or, or junior in high school, and my mom went to a charismatic conference. She was leaning into God, let's put it that way. And when she came back, she was different. She was smiling. She was loving. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. my mom and dad didn't really show affection to them. Hard work is love. <laughs> that would be my oh. bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, mom and dad became affection. And it was she changed her tune. And it's like, who are you? I don't know you. Because she was nice. She was kind. She was considerate. And not that she wasn't before, but this was my perception. And it just mm-hmm. totally, it like, Frank and yourself, I had to change my mind. I had to change my perspective of what I'm seeing here because that wasn't my reality for, what, 13, 14, 15 years. So all of a sudden it's like she had an experience. That's different from words. And it's like, and, of course, that created in me a thirst. And then by 16, 17-year-old, I had my own experience with the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden – my whole life changed, and it has for 40 years plus. So to me, it's facing a challenge that's right in front of you that we're being asked to choose something different. You know, Frank, do you have any example of that in your own life that you were challenged, but yet now you saw it in a different way, or the Holy Spirit changed your heart so you could see it differently? Well, I think it was, I was raised Catholic, And I think about almost 50 years ago, I sort of shied away from it because to me it was more like a ritual. And, oh, you had to go to church. You had to go to confession. And being an engineer, it, it seemed like it was a little far away from what I now was doing in life. And then... I came across Celebrating Life, and I was just following Barbara to some of the retreats, and little by little, I started to see everything in a different light, and the big Mm. turning point besides the retreats was going to the Casa, and that made a big change in me, and then you had offered me the opportunity to become a monk, and you said, yeah. Well, you have to practice, you have to pray two hours a day. 
And I said to myself, hey, how am I going to do that? Well, it turned out that I I think I, pr- I pray the whole day except for two hours. I wow, am constantly, you. you know, I am constantly, I think, in prayer, no matter what I did. Now I have two brothers. One is a younger brother, and then I have my twin brother. And they both have medical problems. And I have almost like no issues compared to everybody. I read Mary Swanson's prayer list, and I said, thank God uh, yeah. I am the way I am. And mm. my brother, my twin brother, uh, he's my age, we're late, late 70s. He ended up with Parkinson's <laughs> disease. And both Barbara and I have been trying to ask them to look at different things, their living style, their mm. medical style and all. And all we could do is pray about it. Well, the last yeah. time I saw my brother about a, a month ago, and then I'm on the phone with him recently, and everybody's praying, the CLM family and us, and now they are changing. Now they are looking at assisted living, taking some advice Beautiful. on medical issues, and it's wow. great. And then my younger brother just got, went in today for surgery, for hernia, and I was very concerned about him. He's 75. And okay. I just got an email before we got online from one of his daughters saying he pulled through the surgery fine. He's home resting. We can call him tomorrow. So everything to do, I was in constant prayer. And my whole life has changed. It's no wow. mechanical things anymore. No fear. Yeah. We have we have television. And I don't, Barbara says, why do we even have television? We turn it on for 15 minutes a day. It's all... Like I said before, all the chatter and the noise, which means nothing. Yeah. And we well, can sit me, down and be by ourselves. You meditate. know, you're learning, Frank, like all of us, is there's value in quietness. There's value in prayer. There's quiet, There's value in meditation where we're seeking God's solution, not necessarily ourselves. And you're a prime example of that. Hey, I just say thank you for sharing and you know, reminding the listeners that they can put in their prayer requests daily as many times as they want on our on our website because we pray every evening for all those intentions. So thank you, Frank. I'm going to go up to Mary, and I know you have a story, but I also know that you helped pray through, I think, your new grandson that just came into being um, yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. How many much. is that for you? Yes. Just two. Bailey, Bailey wow. Rose, remember, was she was born at the first student retreat in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then this this little guy who was born yesterday. So what was celebrating life seems to be involved. His name is Wesley yes. John Joshua. Coyne. Beautiful. Beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and the prayer was important on that one as well. Yes, it was. My daughter-in-law was having a, a difficult time. This was not an easy pregnancy, but everything came out okay. wonderfully. Yeah. See, we've so, got to rely on God's, you know, our own value of who God is to us and allow the Holy Spirit to do her work. 
So do you have a story to tell about your own challenge and then let me go and see how I do. I do. When I was working as a school administrator at the district office, it was a pretty stressful job. But again, it's your perception, right? (laughs) So I I was, you know, I was, I was over student services and special education for a relatively small school district at that time. I later moved to a large one, but I was, as some middle managers often find themselves in a place where I had a lot of responsibility, but I didn't have a lot of control. And oh. I was in a situation where my supervisor, we had a very toxic environment that we worked in, and my supervisor didn't want to stand up for herself or for us. We were very overworked. There were a lot of things that were happening and that, in my opinion, were unethical. And I was really torn. I was torn, so torn. And I remember this one time in particular, I was in my office, my little tiny office, and I started to feel lightheaded. I was starting to get migraine symptoms, which I'd never had in my life, but my boss had migraines every every day she had them. And I thought, oh, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm not walking down this road. But, you know, normally I would have gotten caught up in the craziness and I would have just worked through it and done what I needed to do, but I couldn't. And I realized that I had to stop and I had to, I had to focus and I had to pray. I had never done that like that in that way. Not that I didn't pray. I did. But in this moment, when, when I was, my presence was requested, I had something that was due. I said, no, I have to take this time. And I did my breathing. I focused on this. I got up. I took a walk around the block, noticing everything, and I came back. And I realized how much prayer heals and how much prayer really solves it, putting us in touch with the ultimate solution finder, right? I mean, it was... For me, an illusion of control. I really didn't have control anyway. (laughs) I mean, honestly, right? I mean, you know, but it was really, really helpful. And so that was the that was the only stress reaction I've ever had. But man, it was a bad one. But I came through it great. I felt fine when I got back. Well, that's a great example. Again, we want to give people practical application, you know, because we can talk principles, but until we apply it to our lives and actually see the results, then it changes our inner being and our environment because God is everywhere. But we just have to learn how to be present. And for me, in any, I call it stressful situation, well, I would say any, because it should be all situations, not just some, Is but it kind of shows up when I'm in a stress-filled situation where I need God (laughs) because I know where to turn Mm -hmm. because I can't do it on my own. Even though, you know, my... I have a sister who, um, it's her birthday today, Sister Deborah, and we were talking about suffering. We grew up Catholic, of course, and suffering was a big part of Catholicism. But to really try to understand that and embrace it, and I know most people mm-hmm. avoid it like mm-hmm. the plague, and I kind of do myself, you know. But when when life presents itself, the body, the spirit knows. You know, I was Gonna be in, I was invited out to one of my sisters. She wanted to take me out for dinner. So she lives an hour and a half away, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I can make time. 
and I was ready to leave the house and all of a sudden I got a call from my neighbor who said that they're on vacation and their only son is at home alone and but and he hurt himself. Did you go and he's not mm-hmm. answering his phone, could you go over there? It's like I'm leaving to go to you know, I like food <laughs> and it was gonna be a fake <laughs> dinner, so it's like it had a lot of <laughs> volume for me <laughs> and it's like no I'll go over there and help my the neighbor and of course he was traumatized because he hurt his he was exercising and one of the bands came off his foot when he was stretching and hit his eye so he was in trauma oh you know no. I could see that and you know I had some abrasions on there and I said well if you need to go to the high doctor I'll take you now so I just set aside what I wanted and mm-hmm. really just assisted knowing that Parents are almost a thousand miles away. They can't do anything. And wouldn't Christ say, I'll be your eyes, I'll be your car, I'll be whatever you need. And so I set aside my desires. And it's like, to me, that's suffering because I offered it up for someone mm-hmm. else to be healed. It, it brought I, that inner joy of knowing that I can do that in a moment. I mean, if I have mm-hmm. to think about it, then there's the mind making the decision, but the heart made the decision right away. So, yeah. you know, as we enter into this place, it's really a, like you, Frank, offering that up for your brothers for their health, and we offer our quiet times, our prayer times up for those praying for your needs because we're in it together as a community. And ultimately, that's really the, the goal to, is to find that relief in the quiet. And quietness is with our beloved. And if anything, we can lead you to, that's the place that both Mary, Teresa, and Frank and I want to, as a community, that that's where our resting place is. It's in the really, the behold of God, the arms of God, the behold of our Blessed Mother who can care for us like no one else can. And she always says, I'm going to bring you to my son Jesus. So we have this, quote, holy family, St. Joseph, which is in the Catholic Church, we're honoring the year of St. Joseph. Because that father image, like upcoming Sunday, Father's Day, honoring the father because their role in our lives are tremendous. And I just kind of want to lead into, I think we're going to do the closing prayer. And I'm going to ask Frank to offer prayers first and Mary Therese. And then I'll follow through with the closing prayer. But again, hopefully these nuggets, these love handles, so to speak, of how we can, whatever is challenging in our life, we can step aside, listen, whether using Mother Nature, the sound, maybe it's in the quietness, the breath, to get us to the place of where the heart of the Father, the Mother, is. And so as we do this, Frank, would you lead our community in prayer? Sure. This prayer is called Strength and Wisdom, and the author is unknown. Thank you, Lord, for being there for us and allowing us to trust in you in our time of need. It is amazing to us that the Lord of the universe would take time to listen to us and to care about what we say. God, there are things happening around us right now that we do not understand. But these things make us feel weak, helpless, and afraid. Even in the midst of this, we know that you are the Lord. We know that the situation is in your hands and we trust in you. We beseech you for strength and for wisdom that we would be able to endure 
situations and to be able to handle them in a way that would bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful resting prayer. How about you, Mary Therese? Holy Spirit of God, be with us now. Surround us with your loving presence. Quiet our unstill minds and bodies as you spread your waves of healing energy around all on this call, all those within our family, our communities, our country, our world. Bring us to your peace and help us to find serenity in all circumstances, knowing that you are within and all around us. Help us to find that part of us centered in the awareness of divine love and unlimited possibility that is within. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showering us with the grace that supports us on our journey. Divine Mother, Father, source of all that is, Remind us and reassure us that all things are unfolding according to your will. Strengthen us to trust completely as you ask us to unload our burdens, our worries upon you, knowing that all will be taken care of in ways that support our highest good. Thank you, Divine Love, for reassuring us and reminding us that you are in control, thus banishing our illusion of control and alleviating our anxieties. Jesus the Christ, share with us your insights and your ways of merging with the divine so easily. Help us to find that peace within us where we are afraid, where we feel so empty, where we feel not good enough, and thus allow the source of all to fill us with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, beloved Jesus, for showing us how loving and merciful is our Lord. Mary, Sacred Mother, help us to surrender ourselves so willingly and so lovingly to our Lord as you did, with complete trust, when you accepted your own journey into the unknown. Thank you, Blessed Mother, for cradling us throughout each day, infusing us with your love, your joy, your comfort, and your strength. I call upon all the saints, including Padre Pio, Padre Ron Roth, St. Therese, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Mother Teresa, St. Rita, all of the teachers of deep faith, to remind us how to let go of despair and to move forward with absolute confidence, unfailing trust in God's loving mercy and unconditional love. May we realize that we are never alone as you walk beside us, as do also other guides, angels, and archangels. Thank you for your guidance, your wisdom, and encouragement. And thank you and bless you, Celebrating Life Ministries, for providing the platform for all of us to come together as one. Let us pray to the Lord. Mm. Very sweet prayers. Very sweet. What comes to mind is just gratitude tonight for all our family members. We give thanks for Wesley John Joshua Coyne, his new breath, his new life in Christ in this world. And we pray for those who who are next to pass away in our family or our friends who are struggling with their health. 
It's their time of desire to enter into that sacred space called God's love, God's presence, heavenly realm. And so we honor them. We bless them. So there's, we give birth and then we exit this world and we get to enjoy the in between as much as possible. But we thank you also, Lord, for even our animals, our pets, those who might be passing over, who are struggling in their health right now. We just allow God's grace, God's mercy, just to take them home and just surround them who, who are their caregivers, that their own hearts will heal, will restore. And that's an ongoing process of birthing and then letting go. And that's divine love in action for both. So we bless these holy encounters tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. And we just celebrate today God's goodness in our lives. I pray for every person who has a physical ailment. If you want to touch that part of your body or just your part of your heart as a point of contact, we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit, the tenderness of our Creator now to begin to heal and restore. And first of all, to calm the mind that everything works together for good for those that love God. So if we're tense at any situation of a challenge of health, we just speak peace into that situation. Only if we have peace within, because we can't give to another what we don't have. So we just allow God's peace to reconcile, to heal, to restore. What we can do is we can send love that way. Love the part of that body, that challenge that's there, and allow that divine grace, even with our, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, come Holy Spirit. Rebirth, recreate new body organs to eliminate all pain, disease. And for those who are going through chemo, we just allow God's grace for healing, for cancer, come Holy Spirit, just to illuminate our hearts, our all healthy cells to multiply and grow and just disseminate all the negativity, all the erratic behavior of these cells that are causing pain in the body or destruction to the, the organs. Come Holy Spirit. We just allow creative miracles now. The new breath, the Ruha of God begin to now penetrate the body with the assistance of the angels that they are now positioning you for greater health, greater healing, miraculous healing in the name of Yeshua. So all pain dissolved. All any um, arthritis in the hands and the knees and the joints, I break its hold through the name of Yeshua. And it has placed divine adventure, divine yearning, divine stretching. I thank you, O Lord our God, you know, if it's in your hands or feet, you know, just move them around. You're just going to feel a release of that that pain in your body. And for the root cause, we just cut it off through the blood of Jesus. It's because it's our divine right as walking with Christ that we are his beloved children. Remember, God is our source and we are his people. So he loves the love on his children. So we thank you, O Lord, our God, for great grace tonight. Through the angels, the saints, and those who have that 
Frank and Mary Therese have mentioned, those saints and sages that we know, maybe our own favorite, that they're the cloud of witnesses that are now here to assist us to bring God's peace, God's love, God's grace. So I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit. And as that flame of love, that flame of love begins to burn within us, it holds vigil. It will hold vigil for us. So uh, the next time we have a trauma, a challenge, that resource is always available as we go within. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit that God just loves you and creates a tremendous peace in your life, tremendous hope, tremendous healing. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be blessed. Be well. 